0: good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to energy speaks back powered by b2b energy my name is paul Webb, and i'm the founder of b2b energy and i'm your host and weekly i present to you energy experts from around the world welcome to episode 117 this is a special episode of energy speaks back revisited where i invite an energy expert back into the studio Our purpose as always is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. On our journey of knowledge sharing, we would like to thank our sponsors and certificate partners, Esther Energy. Today's special guest has completed his transition from the armed forces to the civilian world and is now on his journey of being an energy manager. So without any further ado, I give you Lee Pickersgill.
1: Good afternoon, Lee. How are you today? I'm really well, Paul, as always. (laughs) was good. Um, In one of the hotels that I'm doing the energy management for. You're my guest. Thank you for coming. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm the
2: guest today. It's strange, isn't it, to be the guest. Um, So this is the first time we've done a live in-person podcast. I'm quite chuffed at I mean, We've got new technology, so we don't know if <laughs> it's going to work or anything. Yeah. So anything could happen in the next 20 or 30 minutes. Well, fingers crossed we'll get fingers through Yep. Yeah. So, Lee, this is the Revisited. So welcome to uh, Energy Speaks Back Revisited. And this is where I invite episodes back and into the room to see, you know, what's happened in the last six months. And I know what's happened in the last six months. And it's been a, a massive transition. I like that word because that's Mm what... So the last conversation was all about transition, wasn't it? And you was transitioning and you was actually sitting in the barracks with your army fatigues on and it was in the middle of summer and it was absolutely boiling hot. So I can remember that day very clearly, obviously, because we keep watching the videos. So can you tell us what has been happening in the last six months of your career
1: even? Why then? Starting (laughs) off with a great question as always. (laughs) So, um, last time we spoke, I was in the middle of your training. Um, I completed it successfully, um, moved on to, um, the ENCO training, um, with the likes of Mervyn Pilly and Jez Rutter, which is also very interesting. Another little, um, qualification to have in the energy world. I moved on to your second part of the training, which was the actual technologies of energy. Mm -hmm. And near the end of that training, um, uh, something, a really good opportunity fell in my lap through yourself um, with a hospitality management company called BALA, Hosp- Hospitality Europe, where a job came up where the, as we all know, the energy prices going through the roof, and this company was really, really intelligent for the fact that they wanted to employ someone just purely to look at their energy management. So they had links with yourself, mm-hmm. and you thought you had someone in mind, um, who was myself? I went through a rigorous interview process with them, talking about myself, my journey, what my plans are, how, what I can bring to their table and help them to reduce their um, energy, reduce their costs. I thought he was going to say my favourite words third largest expense. Oh, you wanted to, but you're
2: <laughs> <laughs> just
1: nervous. <and> yeah. <laughs> trying to get all those words in. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, long story short, I managed to um secure a job with Vela Hospitality Europe um, and I'm now their energy manager, um, controlling thirty four hotels in the portfolio where I go up and down the country from Glasgow and Edinburgh all the way down to Plymouth mm-hmm. and the South Coast, um going into each hotel, doing an energy assessment, basically doing the eleven week energy programme from the start to to end. Yeah. Um going through the planning of the assessment, getting the like and trust with the general managers and the maintenance managers, all the staff within the hotel, see how they run, mm-hmm. and go in there and give observations. Because I'm, I'm not a consultant, I'm actually working for the company. Yeah, I'm going in there giving observations of what I see from what I've been trained by yourself on how they can reduce their um, energy consumption, their costs, and carbon footprint. And that's everything going through into the building, looking at lights, the heating, the cooling, the water, the power, the energy management, all the BMSs. So now... So it's becoming textbooks, isn't it?
2: Yeah. The wording you're using. But it's it's actual, isn't it, now? We've made the textbook reality, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Because that's where it comes from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and and w- w- when I go through the the assessments, I started off with... Um, going through what I saw, what what, and I was still learning. The, the beauty of this is, I'm always learning. Yeah. Every day is a learning day. Yeah. Um, at the start, I was producing reports of fourteen to fifteen ish pages, um, and now I'm producing like fifty page reports because I'm it's more intense. In, it's really more intense. Yeah. I'm going into all the nooks and crannies. I'm I'm learning more. I'm finding out other little bits and pieces from the other hotels that I bring to the on 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 the journey sort of thing. While I'm doing this, I'm sending out all the good practices or mm. all the observations to all the other hotels in the portfolio, so they're already ahead of the curve, already already saving the energy which I've already yeah. found. Um, and then when I go to their hotels, they've already got that bit in place, and I'm sort of just really finding, like I, I call it, I call it little tweaks, really squeezing the energy out of yeah. um, some of the hotels and back up the line. So you know, I
2: like to go back. On things, So let's go back to that meeting that we had. So there we are in the podcast. You've got your army... Am I saying the right word? Army fatigues on? Yeah. 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 And we're sitting there and we're talking about this transition. We didn't even know where this was going to go. What was going through your mind then when you're sitting there... And we were counting down in days, weren't we? Mm. I think we started, if I remember rightly, something a 100 and something... So I said to you, what you need to do is start counting them down and we need to start having the forecast. Because it come for me, it was like a mindset thing. I, ha- I was actually not just teaching you energy, I was helping you and preparing you for the, mm-hmm. the transition. And it was a whole journey, wasn't it? Yeah. So what was going through your mind then at that
1: stage of your, your journey? I think when on the last podcast I'd started the training, so I was already... I was, I was already sold by the energy concept and, and what, what, what I could get out of it. The, the big thing for me was the fact that I was leaving the military and I was still wanting to give back, I was still wanting to make a difference and find that career um, where I could do that. Before I found the energy, I was really anxious. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. Um, almost scared about what to expect when I left, left the military. Uh, it was really, I was, I was depressed. It was really hard. It was the, un-
2: the the word we used then was the, the uncertainty, un- yeah. wasn't it, of what was going to happen? What you know? How long had you been in the army? Twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven years—a significant amount. Lifetime, mm-hmm. really. Um, and you'd seen so many things in that twenty-seven years, and to come out of that, it must be. <laughs> we joke about things now, don't we, about um, your uniforms and things, and like. You had to go out shopping recently to buy a load of shirts,
1: <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I like that part yeah. of it. I mean, when I, when I was going through it, I thought, oh, yeah, fancy job where I could wear a suit. Or exactly. A, or. You always said you wanted
2: to go out and wear a nice suit. You said that on the interview. Yeah. You wanted to go and get a good job with a nice suit that I could wear to go to work. And you, you got that now, haven't you? you? Yeah. You put it out
1: there, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's totally different from now I think back and we we joke like you say about what I looked like in the last podcast. Yeah. It seems like years and years ago I feel like, I mean, I've only been in this job uh, since January, the start of the year. Yeah. Um, We're we're in May now and it feels like I've been doing this forever. Yeah. Um, I've I've really got into it. Everyone in the company is fantastic. I've just been really lucky and landed a fantastic job where, again, we Talk about that, that, that job satisfaction where mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning if you wake up and want to go to work it's not really work no it's not it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a way of life and, you, and you, if you're happy doing that then you, there's not many people that are fortunate enough to say they, they could do that yeah. um, but I'm, I'm in that position right now far enjoying it uh, and I know I'm making a difference yeah. because I can see the monetary I can see the uh, energy consumption value but I can certainly see the monetary value. Um, of what I'm putting in place in the your contribution, bit, yeah,
2: my contribution, yeah, and we have seen that, and the journey hasn't stopped because um, from the B2B energy training, because this happens to be one of my clients, so we're working together with the client to ensure that one, you know, you landed in the right way. We we put together a program of your learning. We've put together a, a structure whereby I still come and do energy assessments with you, so keeping you working in that direction, keeping you focused. Um we during the training we spoke, but we talk more that. we probably speak every other day, maybe. Um and there's often things where, you know, I review your reports and help you with those, but um I, I remember when I first started reviewing it, I'll be saying, No, need to do this, then now all I'm doing now is saying, Yep, that's right, yep, good report. In the right direction. Maybe and it's only th- new things that are coming up. Mm. Even for myself, you know, we just walked around the building today, and we found a new area to focus on regarding summer boilers. Yeah. You know, and it's not—it's really funny. It's common sense when you look at it, but it—it's actually knowledge that's brought that to us um, regarding my knowledge of of what I've seen and my experience. So let's think. um So you made that transition. How has it all impacted on your family? On I mean, this, this of before and after you know during that transition what was going through your family you know because there must have been concerns there as well
1: yeah i think the main main concern was so i've got a young family um a fiance two children two young children both at school um, and we were collectively anxious about what job i was going to get when i left the military kind of where i was when i left the army so at least we can live to the way we were as it happens I've, I've managed to secure this job, um, achievement for myself, but my, my fiancé and the fa- my family are living that with me. Mm. We, we haven't become more extravagant. We've not it's not been, changed your life, It's not it? changed us no. at all, so what we, ha- what we have to put on with that, So we'll, we'll, we'll really, it's happened really fast. Yeah. Everyone's happy. They're so families. your whole
2: life has been, do you feel you're in a fast lane at the moment, or...? Because uh, you're taking this, you know, I've seen you working in this role, and you're very comfortable in this role. I don't see, you're never out, cause I always like to push people out of their comfort zone. You was day one. You're not now, are you? Very quickly, you managed to slot into the, the culture of this organisation and the culture of energy management as well, haven't you? Mm-hmm.
1: I think that is the, the military side of my trading. We talked about it um, before I left where... As you go through the ranks in the military, depending on what corps and cap badge you're with, you get put into jobs where you've never done it before. Yeah, uh, you, you you gain promotion, which is fantastic, and then you get put into a whole new role. Um, you've never done it before, but you you're expected to just get on and do it. And with that kind of mentality, and having done that many times through the military career, the the coming into a new sort of world, in fact, didn't really phase me as much. I was apprehensive, I was anxious, but like I said, once I got in and the people were really welcoming, they're very professional, really professional company, really wanting to help me out. Everyone's bending over backwards to make me feel part of the family, and I just got on with the job. Yeah. And um, I was in, I was instructed well. Um, I turned into a sponge, like we always say. and yeah, I took yeah. on as much as I could because I knew this was going to be my next career for life. Um, and and yeah. Over, over a few weeks or so, I got myself bedded in, put feet under the table, came up with my own ideas, Yeah, started the report, started the assessments, and I feel it's um, been welcome and well received.
2: What do you, you think has been the main learning element? What's the biggest thing within the training that you think you feel, if it was the league table, it was the top thing out of the the resources of the training that's giving you the the leg up into this? Are talking about the... the so we, if you look at all the media around how we put the training together, so there was the, the weekly calls, there's the course notes, there's the book, the podcast, the videos. There's all the content around it. What, what, how do you league table that regarding it?
1: That's another one of your good questions, Paul. <laughs> league table that. So firstly, all of it put together is... is Makes the complete package for me mm. to league table it. I think the one on one, the way you delivered your course to me when it was one on one, was really effective because then I could just it was just it was all focus on me, yeah, and I was fo- all focus on you. There was no the question Q and A exactly. There's no mm-hmm. and I, and I was quite a lot of Q and A because yeah. I wanted to know. Um, whereas if there was other students or other candidates around it would be different yeah it would be slightly different hopefully they would but again they would have come up with questions that i wouldn't have thought of which could have benefited me but the one on one aspect for me the personal the personal side of it was was really key okay. key yeah, yeah. um the, the 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 documentation the books um that i read and then obviously the podcast the beauty of the beauty of the, me, That's
2: the smile on my face because I think the yeah. podcast for me, with you
1: especially. Yeah, because I was, a for, well, like I could say, fortunate or unfortunate enough on the last podcast to have that hour commute every day to and from work. I had an opportunity to just sit there in my car and just turn you on, basically. Yeah. Um, and then listen to all of those other energy experts with their enthusiasm, their drive, their pushing in the same direction their ideas and they're all totally different people um it was it was invaluable because you could you could hear you could hear the passion in them yeah. twice every time they talked about something and it could just be part, like just a little bit of technology a new little bit of technology and then another people someone will be like talking about um planting all the trees in africa and then another yeah. one will be on just what they're doing with solar and another one will be another side of the world saying that they're, they're Building a small village, a sustainable village. Yeah. It was fantastic and really
2: it's inspirational, isn't it? isn't it? It covers all the spectrum of, of energy management. And even, you know, what it, I'll be honest with the audience is that I did this by accident. I did it originally because I wanted to share that knowledge. I didn't realize that this would become such a powerful media within the training until you got a hold of it and then. I found, you know, every week you would come in on the call and say, oh, I listened to episode number 10. Can't believe that that is – and what he was saying. And, and one of the biggest things you always say, and you're still saying it now, is the female interviews are the one with more full of passion than the men. And it's, you know, you do you do get that quite a lot, I find, mm-hmm. when I'm interviewing people. You can feel it. There is a difference. But I think, you know, going back to, you know, my original point, the the podcast is key to the development. And I find that the people that don't listen to the podcast, they don't get as much passion and inspiration of doing the training mm-hmm. as in what they would do if they didn't um, listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's powerful. And I think it's, it's key that that is made part of the curriculum, really.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. I think if I didn't listen to it, it would be just, wouldn't be just another course for me because it was like a, a pushing direction of a new career. But I think being able to, I mean, the, the course, we always, we always laugh every time we were supposed to do the course, it was supposed to be an hour session and that was it. Yeah. And don't you, chill everyone that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, just having a quiet afternoon. So yeah. yeah. And I, and I, and I, Sometimes keep on the call and you'd be like looking at you, watching you hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've been we've been on for ages because I just keep on asking questions or, like you say, giving feedback on the podcast. And, yeah. Um, it's I found I found that quite good, quite interesting to sort of give you that feedback, and you was you was welcoming my 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 viewpoint, even yeah. though I'm not an wasn't an energy expert at the time yeah. then. As a as a listener, he was really really appreciative of my feedback. Yeah, hundred percent.
2: So let's talk about the things that you're finding on your your journey. On, like, so this particular hotel, for instance, you've you've done. So break the days down because I I could I could do this for you <laughs> basically. <laughs> Explain to um, our audience how you're um, carrying out your assessments, for instance.
1: Okay, so I travel to I pick two hotels at a week in my in the portfolio, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where it is in the country. It doesn't really matter. I just make sure I'm there. On the morning of, of the first hotel, I introduced myself to the general manager, the maintenance manager, and the operations manager. Mm-hmm. And I asked for about half an hour to just give them a little insight into who I am, why I'm here, why Valo have employed an energy manager, mm-hmm. uh, and what I'm going to do bring to the table with regards to their hotel that the fact that i'm here to support them um give them advice and guidance on how they can reduce their energy consumption yeah Um, and then i will explain how i do that basically i would then go around the hotel with a member of the maintenance team the maintenance manager preferably um into all of the nooks and crannies and that's the important important thing for me is go everywhere where there's a door anywhere there's a the closed door make sure i get in there and see what's behind it Mm -hmm. um from all the plant rooms work on a perimeter first to see especially during the day if there's any lights on that shouldn't be on during the day um if there's any energy consumption outside um then all the way to the rooftop see what's on the roof if there's anything on the roof from air conditioning units to air handling units or any other technology up there and then we go down the floors um, looking at the lights, the heating, the power, the cooling, um, the water, um, we always we always have a chuckle if there's a dripping tap or even one's <laughs> yeah. been left on. Uh, there's been a few, and it's 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 really it's really it's not good, but for me it is good because I'm finding these things, and 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 I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, c- I can make a difference. Here. I take yeah, yeah. this up. This is how we need to sort of put this in t- into place and make this a better place. Um, and then like I so said we're going to the plant rooms I'll check out a few bedrooms that obviously aren't occupied to see how they do mm-hmm. their um, procedures looking at all the housekeeping back back, back of house canteens um, so the important thing for me or one of the important things in hotels especially is the front of house what the customer sees is supposed to be looking good Yeah, the lights are all going to be on um, the decor is going to be fantastic there's going to be a bit of ambient music maybe the heating's got to be a certain temperature so the customer comes in feeling great, yeah. especially in the winter months. Um, and then what people don't, um, don't know, or is the back of the house behind those doors, is what energy is being used behind there. So all of the staff the, the corridors, there's so many different kinds of stores, uh, their canteen, the kitchens. Throughout the hotels that are in the portfolio, there's a plethora of massively different sized kitchens, really small ones to enormous ones. Um, and catering staff are always precious about their energy, taking getting good food out in good time to good quality. I get that. But in some hotels and some kitchens, and I'm not just talking about hotels, I'm talking all sort of big industrial kitchens, yeah. you'll find that they are very precious about the energy they're using. They want stuff on so they can cook quickly. So that's that's one one part. And then you can go into the leisure facilities when you've got hotels that have got pools and gymnasiums, Mm. saunas, steam rooms and the like. Um, There's important little niches that I've learned over over the months where if you have the air temperature too high or too low, then the water temperature, well, the water um, overnight can turn into a massive radiator. And obviously it's purging energy and trying to fight against the air. Um, so there's loads of little niches around the hotel, and then I bring them all that together into one report. I then
2: at night, this is this is the cream <laughs> I think on top because we've done
1: some night <laughs> audits, haven't we? Yeah, and the night audits are <laughs> where where you find and what time do you do those from? Depending on the hotel, because of brand standards, how long they leave their bars and restaurants open. What, like, what time you, do you start? your walk around? The earliest I'd start would be one o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, I've moved that to the right. Sometimes depending on the hotel, but it's usually I try to get down after the night shift have done their first fire walk. Right after all the usual close down procedures have happened, so that I can then see if they've actually done those close down procedures and what they've left on or what they've forgotten about. Sometimes it's just. Okay, so they've forgotten to turn something off, yeah, or
2: they didn't know, don't know how to turn that particular thing off. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm going around in all those nooks and crannies. Give me three things <laughs> that you found <laughs> at night. What's the typical thing you find?
1: Lights. Yeah, lights are always a typical one, and it's yeah. usually and it's in places where um, the footfall is constant, but not enough to sort of think about the lights so yeah. where for instance housekeeping are in and out of their stores all the time with sheets and bedding and things like that um again their their time their whole job is about time management getting stuff or yeah. beds and rooms cleaned down as quickly as possible um and then they just sometimes forget to turn the lights off yeah it is what it is that's fine yeah, yeah. um and then in the kitchens for instance they've sometimes left the lights on maybe for the night shift so they can go and do their firewalks or, or maybe that's the procedure that they've put in place um, or certainly back of house corridor and then even in the front of house so where the bar area is or the restaurant is there's mm. no one there everyone's in bed but you've still got lights on
2: the, the bar looks open doesn't
1: it exactly Yeah. Um, and I, I get that it's a hotel and if someone walks through the door it needs to look appealing but at that time of night we can probably we could yeah. only can probably turn them down can, And turn them off, in fact.
2: Have a bit of a relaxed mode, couldn't we? Yeah. And let's talk about a story when we're walking around the health. We won't mention the brand or the hotel. But there we was, walking around the health club. Pitch black, actually. We didn't have the lights on, did we? We couldn't see much. But I think we was walking around with our torches, weren't we? I shined the torch into the, the... uh, mail-changing rooms where we were standing in. We heard something there. And we heard something. What's that noise? Looking run in running water. And we see, and we both jumped up and down. We were so excited. <laughs> it was as if England had just scored a goal against Germany, wasn't it? We were so excited. And we see someone had left a tap running. Not just the tap. The no, hot, tap. hot water tap. Mm. The, the famous treble whammy. Mm-hmm. Um, we know we're paying for the water to use. we're paying to get rid of that water, and we're paying to heat it. And there it was, four-bore running. And we've just seen the health club manager walk off out. Presumably, as he said to us during the day, that he's done his night, um, his um, shutdown procedure. Mm -hmm. Obviously not that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And is there anything else you've seen like that? Any other examples?
1: Um so the running taps is always a good one. Um Swimming Pools is always a good one. at, at another brand, in fact it was it was the same same hotel actually. Um where the the air so, yeah, the heating the, the air heating the ventilation, yeah. ventilation had gone off overnight. So by saying that out loud, you, you think, well, it's a good thing. You're turn, turning something yeah. off so you're not using energy. But actually, as I alluded to earlier on, if that air temperature drops down to a certain amount, then the poor water turns into a radiator and tries to heat that up. Mm. By doing that, it was causing a lot of condensation. Yes, yeah, we the found virus. it at
2: night. And they didn't notice it in the morning because by the, the morning everything had come on and started clearing it all. So yeah. they wouldn't have noticed it. Mm-hmm. It's only at night that we mm. picked it up.
1: But you could see the damage on the windows. It started to damage the windows, the condensation. So that would have been that would have been happening over a long period of yeah. time. And then in the morning, the first customers that went into the pool would then complain. Well, yeah. Why are they complaining? The pool temperature is set at a certain point, should be a certain temperature. It wasn't because it had dropped those couple of degrees because yeah. it's trying to heat the air. So And
2: then it would have been fighting to get back up to the temperature, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I've got more on that hotel, it just reminded me. So we're in the kitchen, and there we are. We're talking to the chef. So have you got a shutdown procedure? Yeah, we've got a shutdown procedure. Oh, brilliant. Did you shut your um, kitchen extract off? Yeah, yeah. So how'd you do that? Oh, there's a switch here, and she told us where the switch was. Brilliant. So we had gone in that night, for 1 o'clock in the morning. We had a couple of, I think we did three on a trot that that month. So it was quite a hard one doing it. Um, you know, I don't recommend energy managers doing that on a regular basis. But so there we are, one o'clock in the morning. We're in this kitchen, and I said to Lee, "Kitchen extract still on?" He went, "No, it can't be." She turns it off. So he he finds the switch. The switch was off. So she turns the switch off, but it was being controlled up by the BMS. That's right. So. Even when people think they're turning things mm-hmm. off, it doesn't mean they're turning things off unless you actually physically see that at night mm-hmm. and and do that review. Yeah. So
1: that really adds the value to doing that review. Mm-hmm. And then when, when we when we put that report the and they've um, rectified that issue and put a new switch in, so they can turn it off at night. Uh, and whilst that was happening, they could turn they could go up into the uh, into the plant room and turn it off manually anyway. Yeah. So at least they had that issue. You could see on the data, data's everything. If yeah. you haven't got the data, you can't measure it. And um, on the data, you could see what we implemented over that night, turning yeah. everything off.
2: Yeah, you see the energy come down,
1: can not you? You can see the energy come down by yeah. a few kilowatt hours per hour on, on that day. So, a few times that by 365 days a year, you've you got a, a massive amount of reduction in yeah. energy, and then ergo, massive reduction in cost. Yeah. Um, and then, but Fair play to that hotel. As soon as we um, yep. picked all this. They addressed it, everything. They adjust, they adjust everything. And now, yeah. it, I think within two, just over two weeks. We, we got an email
2: from her two weeks afterwards. That's right. And, and an email from... Because that particular hotel was one of the bottom three hotels that we visited.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the figures, I think, are in the region of 50%. We've made savings here.
1: Mm-hmm. Within two weeks of them implementing changes.
2: Yeah. Because a lot of them changes were... People could do it. So they, though the BMS uh, needed uh, reprogramming, mm. they could have physically just turned it off up from upstairs. And that's what they started to do, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was just education. Certain things they just didn't know. And because they didn't know, they couldn't do anything about it. No, so, And the so. chef
2: was doing all the right things, yeah. turning it off at night, and thinking everything was going off at night. If that was at home, they would be turning it off, and they'd realize it wasn't going off. So it, this is why, you know, when you, you've got buildings, a lot of things get hidden, becomes camouflage, basically. Good word, in your your world or very your past world. Very apt. Yeah. <laughs> so come on, what are we doing in the future? What's our plans? How are we taking this now?
1: So once we've completed all the hotels, um, we've put together a big database spreadsheet um league table in each hotel mm-hmm. throughout all of their facilities all of the um the no cost um observations i picked up the medium cost uh, and then the capital cost put that into a league table league table the attitude of the staff of the people in in place and then go back to them and review so with the with the training you go through the whole process uh, the and that and analytics of the data yeah. do the report produce the report, go through your implementation and then go through it all again so yeah. all that circle, keep on, keep on re- readdressing um, the situation so once I've done it once I've done all the hotels I'll go and visit them all again, make sure that I hit the first ones or the ones that still haven't quite got, got there yet um, and just keep on reducing and then we're looking in forward into implementing other bigger projects. So um, there's lots of big LED projects in some of the hotels that we're putting in place. Looking at solar, we've had some solar surveys on around about half the hotels, actually. All right. Um, so it's looking at implementing that at some stage. So there's loads more more to be done um, moving forward to the, the net zero goal that yeah. um, everyone's looking at at the moment.
2: I always like to ask about your challenges have you got particular challenges currently in
1: what you're doing i don't think I don't think I have actually I've, I've really been fortunate the the, the directors um, my immediate boss have, have sort of let me off the leash really they kind of understand what I can bring to the table uh, they, they, it's a very grown up establishment. I know my outputs and what I need to produce uh, and they're seeing it. Mm. So they're happy for me to just almost dictate my own calendar, really. They know know that I'm achieving um, and they're happy with results. So they're sort of, um, they're not restraining me in any way, shape or form. I think maybe the the people that I'm visiting, you may get uh, a few individuals who are maybe a bit precious of their... Establishments. The surroundings as such. Stra- yeah, yeah, yeah. M- maybe. Cause their role. Exactly. Um, everyone, Everyone's all about their league tables. No one likes to be at the bottom. So when I go in there, I make a point of when we talk about the like and trust. Mm. I always like to finish my reports on a sort of little idea um, five minutes where, where I ask them, what, what, do, what else can we do? What else do you reckon you can do sort of thing with and, and I'm trying to get out of them things like um, getting that real team ethos in the hotel. I yeah. want, we want to be the best hotel. Yeah. Um, we've got league tables. Well, We need to beat this the, the hotel director above us. We want to be able to say we are now using less energy than now yeah. because we've implemented all these changes and we're part of this mm. team. Bringing in, being in incentives into the workplace, mm. rewarding people, um, um, championing the the green energy people in the hotel, anyone that comes up with an idea. I always say I always talk I'm not sure if we talked about it on the last podcast about psychological safety. Yeah. yeah I, al- I always say to the, the the general managers we need to make sure that you've got a full psychologically safe environment in your hotel. Everyone every member wow. staff needs to be be able to have a voice, be yeah. able to allowed to talk about their ideas. Mm-hmm. Bring it to the table on any meeting that say I've got an idea and you can say to them, I'll tell you what, that's that's a good idea, but we won't be able to do that because of X, Y, and Z. But pat on the back, really good thinking, keep up that sort of enthusiasm. Or they could come up with an idea and you will be like, wow, actually, that's, that is a really good idea. We'll try and, we'll trial yeah, that. Try and implement we'll, it. We'll put that in place. We'll trial it for a bit. We'll try it for a couple of weeks, see if it works. And if it does work, guess what? We're going to push out to the other hotels. Yeah. Get everyone involved. It's the whole the whole um team, whole team should be involved in that.
2: It's funny, I asked you about your challenges. If I asked some energy managers in, in this environment, you're very lucky because they would have said, my challenge is data, can never get data, accuracy of data. You've landed into a role where you've got abundance of data. And I find that that data, we, I'm using that data on a regular basis. We drive that data daily. Mm-hmm. finance team the the facilities team as such that you know everyone's on it every morning we get the emails telling us how much energy was used yesterday what's the impact on it and even we we have a weekly meeting which isn't which is energy surrounding but we're obviously focusing on the chps but that weekly meeting we even get the gms coming to it which is i used to go to do energy assessments on the hotels and the maintenance guy go oh that was the GM. He's just gone off. Yeah, yeah, I'll get him to come and say hello to you. Never ever see him again. And they used to be, you know, just in out. This disp- now they're in your face. They want to know what's happening. They want to drive their energy there. Energy is so important to them, you know, and, it, and it should be. Um, But I'm finding now, and now they they're, they all come. So sometimes I look up. Oh, Blimey, we've got a lot of people on the call today, <laughs> and I can see they're general managers. Yeah, and it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. really is. So this isn't different to my podcast, Lee. Sorry to say. I've got that that last question to ask you. Is there anything now you can give back to someone listening to this, someone who's just about the transition from A to B regarding the Mm Tri-Services, Army, Navy, RAF? they're going to be transitioning now what is there you can tell them to support them in that challenge on and on their journey
1: okay so podcasts (laughs) (laughs) get get onto the podcast listening um, and and learn and get infused infused about energy management don't be afraid when um, when I was leaving, I didn't have a clue what I was going to do, and there'll be many of many military out there which will be in exactly the same boat. Um, and they all sort of move or steer themselves into the same sort of things like project management or health yeah. and safety um, things that like they, they think are easy wins because they've kind of done it all their career sort of thing, and they can move into it quite easily. Energy management for me was was even easier. Um, it, one because it's a it's a fulfilling job. It's not a case of you having to manage lots of people or other things. You're just looking at the energy and trying to reduce it. It's, it's quite a simple quite a simple concept, really. But there's things out there now. When I was coming out, I didn't know. I was just really, really lucky to have uh, managed to find you on LinkedIn and get in contact and, and get a rapport with you and manage to get this training on the go. Um, so when I found out about energy, I gripped you with both hands, and I was like, focused totally. Focused on my new career, mm. um, and that's probably why you, you found it easy to instruct me because yeah. um, I was just totally focused.
2: I, do you remember me yeah. saying something? I remember you've been trained. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Go on, say it. <laughs> We've been trained to be trained. Yeah, um, I get it. And um, we are—we are we at are, the feel. We, mm. we do so much training in the military, but um, when you're, fo- I feel when you're focused on, well, is your next career? Yeah, is your next life? You have got another. 40 plus years of this new job, you need to make sure it's the yeah. job that you want, the job like I said, that you're going to wake up in the morning and want to go to. There's no point just getting any will you, you need a job, I I feel. Um, but like I said, when I was going through the process there wasn't anything out there. Um, so in the military we all get um, enhanced learning credits, which is uh, uh, a budget to retrain ourselves for new careers. Um, and we can use that in a place called lcas uh, there's a website where there's loads of different companies on loads of different um, job specs where we can go and find and retrain. I talked to you about it, um, and recently you've managed to apply and get accepted, and mm. now you've got a course on LCAS that I've just done, which is fantastic, and I, I'm going to plug you again. Oh, but I, I'll accept it. But honestly, <laughs> if there's any military leaving now... Um, don't want to get into energy management. Use me as a, a template. Use me as a, a success. Story as a benchmark, I think mm-hmm. you're the benchmark. Um, you can go in. You'll, you'll do this training. You'll become a consultant. You'll become an expert, and you'll be able to confidently look for a salary which you will, which you will be, able, which you are worth. Yeah. That's that's the point. That's, that's that's the big point. I think when people leave the military, we don't really know. Our you don't worth. know what your worth is. No, we don't. exactly. Um, and when I came out, I was blown away with what what people think, civilians and the companies think about the military, what we bring to the table, our core values, our ethos, our standards. Um, so yeah, there's there's things out there now, especially training. We're, you're on the cast. It's available. Yeah, um, lots of information out there. Um, so yeah, energy energy management can can be for any ex-military. Yeah, well, Lee, we are
2: very very proud of the Lee Picker school journey. Um, we've seen you grow. Literally, I remember that first phone call where you wasn't too sure. The, the full of uncertainty. I see the uncertainty drift all the way through the training and I've seen you now working in a role which you found your worth, and I think that's very valuable to you and your family, and I've seen you grow. Mm-hmm. So, we're, you know, well done. It's, it's a 50-50 thing. It's not just us. It's 75, 25. You had to do a lot of the things. You had to listen to those podcasts. I'm sorry to say, everyone, um, but that is a good starting point. So, Lee, we are very proud of you. Um, keep continuing what you're doing. You know, we're going to follow that story. And please, you and your family, stay safe in these times.
1: Thank you, Paul. You too. Brilliant. Take care.